it's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 97 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again and I'm back, I'm back, you know, rather quickly. I'm back twice, just in a matter of a couple of days. Um, But I got a, a little bit of a special episode for you guys. And it's sort of a change of pace, a change of direction. I'm used to talking about NBA and I'm used to talking about NFL and I'm used to, you know, conducting, you know, interviews here and there. But I just wanted to talk about something that I've been, that's been, you know, cap, you know, captivating and capturing my eye lately. And I, I talked about this a little bit on one of my previous episodes that I've been watching a lot of WNBA lately. And I had the pleasure to go to a Mystics game, to go to, uh, they played the Sparks. Uh, me and Xavier went, me and Zay. Shout out to Xavier Wary, the host of the Other Side podcast. But I had the pleasure to go check out a Mystics game. I wanted to check out the environment and see, you know, what all the big hype was about. I mean, I knew they were good. They went to the WNBA championship last year and they lost. But I wanted to see, you know, their arena, their new arena. And, and I enjoyed it. And I've been watching the WNBA lately. I've been checking it out. I would say I've been watching it closely probably the last two months. And, you know, it's been it's been very interesting and intriguing. And I never thought that I would be watching the WNBA. I know I'm kind of rapping, but I just wanted to set the stage and let you guys know that this episode is strictly WNBA. But I'm not alone because I'm not an expert. And uh, I don't, I don't know everything about the WNBA, but I'm here with the lovely, the homie, the homie Miss Takira Carter. So Takira, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So we're talking off air. We've been talking every time we text. We've been talking about WNBA. It's been sprinkled in our conversations. You know, the last you know few times we talked, and you were telling me. You know, that I should check out the WNBA. You know, it's a good league. You know, it's not many teams, but it, it is some good competition, especially if you love hoops, which I do. And, you know, once the NBA ended, I would usually just not watch anything. Like, I'll watch. Like, it's really nothing to watch until football for me. That's how it used to be. But I've been watching WNBA, and I've been watching baseball. But you were one of the few people that told me, Mike, you got to check out the WNBA. So, first, I want to thank you for putting me on because it really is a good league. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely some bumps and talented, talented women. And if you watch, you'll just see how much effort these women play into, they put into every game, basically. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, so, we are now, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, we're at the postseason, and... I know you 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 cover the Mystics here and there. So I wanted to talk before we talk about the Mystics, I wanted to talk about you know the current playoff picture. The other night we had the Sky defeat the Phoenix Mercury and you know for those of you who don't know, that's the team. The Mercury is the team that Brittany Griner plays for. She unfortunately injured her knee in that game. Diana Taurasi is also on the team, but she did not play. And you know, they have some hoopers and um Dewana Bonner's on the team as well. They have some hoopers. And um, the Sky, who we talked about off air just now, they have been really good. And, you know, just talk to me real quick about the Sky. Tell tell the people what you just told me off air about the Sky. 
Well, the Chicago Sky, I believe they were a team last year. They had all the same pieces, basically. They added Katie Lou Samuelson, but she doesn't, you know, play too much, although she was a standout at UConn. So besides that, they had all the same pieces, but they um, had a different coach who had gotten fired during the offseason. And this year they put on board James Wade, who won Coach of the Year because he turned the Chicago Sky around, basically. I felt as though... Um, last year that they had the potential uh, since they did have all those same pieces but they kind of continued to grow this past off season so um, what I like about the Chicago Sky is that they are versatile they get out and run and then they have the assist leader um, on their team and Courtney Vandersloot and she can fill up the stat sheet in a number of ways so like I said, last year, I really liked the Sky, and you could see the potential that they had to be great, but they didn't always show that, or they couldn't always put together the wins, and this season, you see them getting those gritty wins, pulling out close ones, and, you know, that's a reason why they were able to, you know, snag that playoff win in the first round against the Phoenix Mercury Good stuff, good stuff. So we had another matchup. We had the nightcap. It was the Storm, the Seattle Storm defending champs going up against the Minnesota Lynx. And I've the Storm is another team I've been looking at. Obviously, uh, you know, they're without their best player, Brianna Stewart. But the rest of the team is just showing me that they're, you know, more than capable. Uh, Jordan Canada, she had a monster game. But I just feel like the Storm... You know, they're still good. They're showing it. You know, they're still competing and they're still, you know, they, they, they're trying to repeat, I guess. But talk to me real quick about the Storm, uh, you know, picking up that win over the Lynx. Oh, yeah. To the Storm's defense, they have been putting it together all season. It's like, who would have thought that they would be having such a year without Brianna Stewart mm-hmm. and their point guard, Sue Bird? I think yep, Sue Bird too. her second year has really stepped up in a number of ways. Um, she, I think her, which is Jordan Canada, being in that position where she didn't play a whole lot last year because they had the veteran and Sue Bird, but she got to watch, she got to learn, she could make some mistakes last year, and I think that really helped her fill those shoes in her role this season as the Seattle Storm point guard. And she did have a monster game in that first round of the playoffs against the Minnesota Lynx, Jordan Canada, she put up 26 points in 33 minutes. You know, this is her second year in the league. She was an all-defensive first-teamer. Um, I think she was pretty high. I don't know um, exactly where she ranked, but she was leading the league in steals or um, pretty much up there. And mm. I think, you know, they, they've had some pieces who have really come together. Mercedes Russell is another one. She's a Yeah, I like her. I like her. Yeah, she's a center for the Storm, and, and you wouldn't believe it. She hardly played last season either. Wow. See, uh, see, that's another thing I would never know. I would never know. Yeah. Wow. She, she was completely raw. She was coming off the bench last season. She was seeing scarce minutes. There were some times she wasn't even getting in the game mm. when Brianna Stewart and Sue Berg were out there because that pretty much filled off their starting five with um, Jewel Lloyd last season, um, Natasha Howard, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, and Alicia Clark. 
So that was pretty much the core of their team last year. And this year, you know, they do have those pieces in Natasha Howard, who was um, the defensive player of the year. And then you also add Alicia Clark, and she doesn't take many threes, but she leads the WNBA in three-point uh, three field goal percentage. So when you add those players, you don't realize that they do have those sneaky pieces and mm-hmm. that um, they're, they're able to score with the pace of Jordan Canada. They're able to defend because they have Natasha Howard holding it down on the inside, and Jordan Canada, uh, she can match up with any pretty much any guard because of her quickness and then jewel lloyd people forget how good she is sometimes she even had 22 points in that first round of playoffs yeah and she's she nice too up and down because she um you know jewel lloyd she had an injury so they, they have a pretty good team and they can they can also bring some pieces off the bench so um seattle storm is actually you know a, a team that i will watch out for Definitely. So, uh, we have a couple of more matchups on Sunday. Obviously, the two teams they advance, but we have the um, we have the the Sparks. They're still here. They had a bye, and the Aces also had a bye. So we got the Storm taking on the Sparks, which should be a good game. Uh, and then we got the Sky taking on the Aces. I looking at these matchups right off the bat. I don't even I don't even know who's gonna win. I can't even I can't even say it. Because uh, for the Sparks, I don't know which Sparks team I'm going to get. I really don't. And I, I also don't even know which Candace Parker I'm going to see. I'm hoping I see uh, the you know aggressive Candace Parker, the stuff in the stat sheet. But I also, I just don't know. I really don't know. And I don't know what I'm going to see from their bench either. And then you got this guy taking on the Aces. And they're another team. The Aces are another team. It's like, which uh, Liz... Cam Beige am I going to see and which Asia Wilson am I going to see? I it, I feel like it's for single eliminations, obviously, anybody can get beat on any given day. It's basically like the NCAA tournament when you got single elimination. But real quick, who do you like in these two matchups and why? Um, So, to your defense and to your point, the Las Vegas Aces and the Los Angeles Sparks are two teams who, like you said, you don't know which team that you're going to get. The Las Vegas Aces toward the end of the season, they really fell off. Mm-hmm. And this is even with Asia Wilson coming back from her injury. Uh, they, they had some losses, especially they lost to the Atlanta Dream who were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say it was one game. They lost to the Dream. Me and uh, my boy Jalen, uh, Jalen Houghton, he's another person that put me on the WNBA. They lost to the Dream. We were talking about that that day. Exactly. Like, you know, a loss like that, to me, is bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is a team that wasn't even playoff contenders uh, well in the middle of the season. It was just like, you know, there was no hope for this Las Vegas Aces team. Uh, They just didn't have the same year that they had a season before. But, um, you know, I, I think those are things that I take into account about the Las Vegas Aces. When I go up against them as a Chicago Sky team, I have no fear because I know uh, that they can play in lapses. There are times where they'll have leads on team, but they won't always sustain those leads and ride those highs that they can't have. But we also know in the same breath that they are one of the most dominant mm-hmm. teams in the WNBA. They have two of the most massive forces on the inside, Liz Cambage 
and Asia Wilson. And I feel like if they can play together and generate momentum, then if you ask me, they should be able to easily beat the sky. But when those two aren't clicking and um, Liz Cambage, you know, she might be in her head a little bit, which I hope she's not in the playoffs. But that you can see the frustration sometimes because uh, she feels as though I'm, I'm not particularly getting those foul calls that I'm mm-hmm. like. Remember she talked about that. In a post-game interview, I remember she talked about that. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, she gets really um, frustrated when she's not getting those fouls, and I think that can take her out of her game, Um, even though she's such a great player. You don't want that to hold her back from performing at her best, Um, and sometimes it fuels her. So it just really, I think, depends on what mindset she's in that day. And then as far as the Chicago Skygos, their guard play has been amazing. But I also think that the Las Vegas Aces can match that guard play. I think Jackie Young for the Las Vegas Aces, she's a rookie, but she is a rookie who plays her role and plays it well. When she decides that she wants to take shots, and um, she's been a great distributor as well this season, she can do some pretty incredible things, and they'll need her, I think, to uh, take those open shots and not hesitate, while on the other hand, who's stopping Diamond D. Shields? Mm -hmm. So I that's why I think it'll be such a fun game to watch because Diamond D. Shields is the type of player, she gets the ball and she's going and she's attacking you in the open floor. And I, I love the way she runs the floor. She's so athletic and crafty. And that's something that we don't always have in the women's game. It's that type of athleticism that Diamond D. Shields possesses. While um, on the other hand, the Las Vegas Aces, I think if they pound it inside and try to get Chicago in foul trouble, which they could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, it could be a, a, a tale, definitely. So I think that game will actually be more fun to watch than the Seattle Storm and Las Vegas Aces. Uh, the last time that the Seattle Storm and Las Vegas Aces met up, the, the oh, I'm sorry, I mean the Los Angeles Sparks. Um, the last time the Seattle Storm and Los Angeles Sparks met up, the Sparks pretty much killed Seattle. Like it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. I think it was like the third quarter, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think I think I'm done with this one. I, I don't even want to watch it all the way through. Um, that, that's but like you said, that that was the Sparks on a good day. Uh huh. You know, um, who's gonna show up? If it's that team, they're, they're gonna kill Seattle all day long. Um, if Candace Parker is doing her thing, not worried about foul calls as well. She's another player. I think she. everybody knows she's talented. Come on. She's, she's the only person in the league to win MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same season. Like, yep. um, we know what Candace Parker can do, but, I, but she has to show up and show out pretty much. I think Neka Agumake and Natasha Howard is going to be one of those fun matchups to watch because um, Neka is a rebounding machine, even though she is, um, she, she seems as though she's a bit undersized in there, but she can rebound and score with the best of them. She has moves while Natasha Howard is a defensive player. So, um, and she can also score on offense, don't get me wrong, but she's more so known for that defensive mm-hmm. prowess that she brings. So I'll be excited to kind of see those matchups. I actually think the second round is, um, you know, four games, um, two games with four teams that bring excitement. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, but I want to I want to move. I want to transition. Um, obviously, the Sun and the Mystics had to double by. But I want to I want to talk about the Mystics. I want to talk about a team that you've been covering for uh, quite some time. And um, they what they lost eight times this year. Uh, yeah, they have a record uh, 26 and 8, I believe. Let's see, very impressive. Um, You were telling me, you was like, Mike, you got to get down there. You got to go check out a game. And I was fortunate to do so because one of my, another one of my boys, he was like, man, the Mystics, they almost unbeatable at home, bruh. He was like, it's crazy. Like, they like, they be blowing out teams at home. And I, I just had to see the environment and it was nice, you know. All these people, you know, rallying behind the Mystics. It was just, it was just so great to see, and I, I don't know. I was really happy. I, I never, I never thought that I would enjoy a WNBA game as much as I did, but I really did enjoy it. And I want to talk about Elena Deladon making history, uh, the first WNBA player in the history of the league to. Um, be a part of the 50-40-90 club, which was really impressive. I like watching her play because uh, what I see from her is she doesn't force anything. She, like, picks no, her spots. No. And She's such a poised player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and with her, you don't see her complain too much ever. It's like she misses a shot, whatever, next shot. And I think that's why she's been just so remarkable um, and why she has achieved the accolade of being the first WNBA player to join the 50-40-90 club. Uh, I mean, she shot 51.5% from the field, mm-hmm. 43% from the three-point line, and 97.4% um, from the free-throw line. And, and she joins great company in that club. Larry Bird, Reggie Miller, Steve Nash, uh, Dirk, and, you know, C. Pleasant's very own Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. like, that that's an amazing accolade, if you ask me. For sure. So uh, I want you to talk to me about what's different from last year's Mystics team and this year's Mystics team. Obviously, they went to the finals last year and lost. But if you see any differences at all, just tell me what you see uh, between last year and this year. Togetherness. Um, they they have all been on the same mission since day one and it's a mindset thing there's nothing remarkably different in their play because they've been a good team obviously to get back to the playoffs two years in a row and to um have that double bye but what i have seen from them is that they they made something up in the beginning of the season which was running back and they're like nah we're getting back to the finals and their mindset has been nothing short of trying to achieve that and beyond. And that's why this Mystics team has been so good. You know, um, they say that skill and having it and all that stuff, that that's great. But when you ha- you're on a mission to achieve something that is bigger than you, um, as an individual, the individual accolades are great and stuff like that. I'm sure Elena Deladon is more than honored to do that, but uh, it wouldn't be complete to them and her probably if they don't win a ring at the end of the year. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely the mindset. For sure. Um, uh, Mystics do play Tuesday. W- will you be there? Will you be in attendance? Uh, I'm going to try to be. I'm going to try my best. Okay, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely going to be tuning in. 
Obviously, they're awaiting their opponent. You know, we're recording on Friday. Uh, we don't have games until Sunday. Uh, I I wish I could ask, like, what what would be your, your dream finals? I, I guess I could still ask because it's still a dream technically. What matchup would you like to see in the finals? Oh, realistically, if yeah. the Aces come to show up in um, this single elimination game of a finals matchup, that would be pretty cool is the Las Vegas Aces and um, – the Washington Mystics, I think that could be one for the books. Mm-hmm. Like, On paper, absolutely. it sounds good. It, it will be like the bat. I think they'll battle it out, and both teams are going to give it their all. I don't think we'll see slumped off aces um, at any point. I think I think it would honestly be like one of those bloodshed history battles. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. That would be a really, really good matchup to see. But... Uh, I told the people this wasn't going to be long, and I told you this wasn't going to be long. I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your expertise about the WNBA. I've been watching. Uh, I'm still, you know, a casual, but uh, you know the game, and you know it really well. And I just wanted to thank you so much, Tykira, for coming on. It's been a minute since I had you on. Last time we talked on air, uh, that was the NBA free agency recap with Xavier so uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time with me oh thank you so much for having me I appreciate it and I appreciate you taking the time to continue to spread the coverage about um, WNBA basketball that more people should be able to tune into and watch these women play they really do they really do one more thing one more thing before I go this just popped into my head um I believe you retweeted it, and I saw it, and uh, it was Cheney Agumake talking. I believe she was on um, the Jalen and Jacoby show, and I, I think that's what it was. And she was talking about how they're not asking for equal pay to the w, to the NBA; they're just asking for fair pay. Can you share your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's hard what these women go through, but they're supposed to be considered professional athletes. But why are professional athletes flying commercial mm-hmm. flights? There's been times during the season where um, these women have sat in the airport all night long because um, it will be a delay in another city and they missed their connecting flight or something like that. You know, I, I think that's. It's not horrible, but think about some of the college teams who even have their flying right. and women in the WNBA. So that's that's one thing is, you know, the travel. Uh, that, that shouldn't even be a question of why their transportation is like that. I believe the Mystics, like when they play um, up in New York, I think they ride the train. I was going to say, I was going to say they might ride the train. Yeah, you know, so it's just, it, it's things like that when it shouldn't even be that much of a hassle why they you know they just finish a game and they have to rush to the airport um i worked game night staff for the new york liberty last year and i know they used to play they used to have to do media shower really quickly um and get on a bus and head to LaGuardia and fly off to the next place and i, I just think um that that's something that needs improvement for these women to be at their best rest at their best feel like they're comfortable you're you know you're on a flight with random people and I'm not saying um, random people are the problem it's the fact that they don't have the luxury of having their own um, airplanes to fly um, and then another thing I agree with her by saying that no they're not trying to match the women um, match the NBA but at, in the same breath like 
pay these women the way that they deserve. They they are they have to go overseas to make better money than here. Exactly. The they have to spend their off season uh, overseas. Essentially. When yeah, but and, and that's why I said you know um, for the people who do tune into your podcast, watch the WNBA, support them because if they get more viewership and they get more support, then maybe their season can be extended a little longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can stay here and not go. Um, you see a lot of them doing different side hustles just so they don't have to go overseas. Candace Parker, uh, not saying that she doesn't have to go overseas or she's you know she paid her due diligence right uh, going overseas for years now stuff like that so she's on the turner crew she's broadcasting games uh shanae gumake she's another player who's broadcasting games this is her side hustle another way to get money there's been times after the games where shanae gumake she'll play she'll get ready and then she's going on set because that has to be her other form of income and the WNBA season is so short where i understand why these other women do have to go overseas or um, have to leave to um, continue to supply for themselves because I think the WBA season is like a span of three months. You know, your pay is not going to last you all year long until the summertime comes around. So uh, I, I do think it's unfortunate. I think it is something that they should fix and they will actually be negotiating um, new salaries for their for the upcoming 2020 season and I hope that they're able to um, you know r- raise the price, the price is rising and, and um, they're more than deserving of it because of the type of play that they display every single night and the sacrifice that they give by flying commercial flights and sacrificing their bodies just like those in the NBA have to do. Absolutely um, I love everything you just said uh all right, so now I'm going to wrap this thing up. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing that with me. I really wanted to get your thoughts and your perspective on it because I, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, people that watch the WNBA, they will definitely, you know, agree with you as well. But I really want to thank you again, Ty, for coming on. It was a blast. Uh, I got to get you back on here soon. Um, I know you're not a big football person, but we're going to NBA. NBA will be here soon. NBA will be here next month. So. That's good news. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rolling. Everything's going by fast. Oh, uh, yeah. for sure. All right, so again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for sharing your time and your knowledge and your expertise. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, now. All right, no problem. All right, guys, so I'm going to wrap this thing up. Episode number 97 is done. Peace. <laughs>